A good dinner of Shabbos. Hope you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful week. This week's shir is sponsored by Eitan and Chana Bela Pfeiffer of Wesley Hills, New York. This chus, the Hatzlacha of Gans Klaisel. Additionally, we'd like to welcome our new monthly sponsor, the Parnas HaChedesh, Bluestone Brokerage. My brother-in-law, Yuri Lieber of Waterbury, Connecticut. Thank you so much for once again getting on board, not just from the financial end, but with your enthusiasm and passion for what we're doing over here. And thank you so much for your support. May it be as chus, for atzalacha, for you, for your mishpacha, and for all that you do. In this week's parasha, parasha's Kayach, we encounter the famous episode, the revolt of Kayach the Adasa Kayach and his assembly against Meish Rabbeinu. After Kayach's campaign, after he gathered men to revolt and overthrow Meish Rabbeinu, Meish Rabbeinu, with nowhere to turn, to prove himself right, he told Kayach, we're both going to bring Karbanas Tashem. We're going to have a showdown. We're going to both bring fire pans tomorrow in the morning. And whoever's carbon Hashem receives, that's going to prove, that's going to be the barometer to show who is really suitable for leadership and to be the future manig and to continue leading Klai Yisrael. And we find a puzzling tefillah, a puzzling request, which Moshe Benu asked the Kaddish Baruch Hu, which went as follows, Vayichel Moshe Ma'id, Moshe became enraged, Vayimel Hashem, and he told Hashem, Al Tefen El Minchazim, please do not pay attention to their offering. I haven't taken anyone's donkey, I haven't harmed anyone. So Moshe Benu, like any good Yid, any Tzadik, of course would turn to Hashem in a time of distress, in a time of uncertainty, in a time where he feels everyone is against him, and he daven to Hashem. Now, of course, the actual tefillah, the actual turning to Hashem makes a lot of sense. That's what we all do in Be'ez Tzara. But the question is, why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to daven to Hashem? Al-Tethen el-Minchasam. These words are puzzling, bewildering. Al-Tethen el-Minchasam. Do not turn to the offering. We're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest person who ever lived, who ever will live. And we're talking about Kairach, a Russia. He revolted against Moshe, against Hashem. Who's a Russia? Why on earth? What was the Havamina that Hashem would even listen to their tefillah besides answering them? What was the reason Moshe Rabbeinu had to daven, had to plead to Kaddish Baruch Hu, that he felt threatened by the tefillah of Kayach? Seemingly, the tefillah of Kayach would not stand a chance against Moshe Rabbeinu, against the leader of Kaisal. Like Kambi Saul Kamaisha Oid, the greatest person of all time. There will be no one like him ever again. He was the Ever Akadish Baruch Hu. He was the closest Akadish Baruch Hu. Panim al Panim. We're talking about the person, the greatest person of all times. No other words to describe it. And he had to worry. He felt threatened. He felt under attack. He felt under siege by the Tfilah of a Russia to overturn him, to overthrow him for his fate. How could this be? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to say Al-Tefen Al-Minchasa? Do not turn. Do not give a listening ear to his tefillah, to the tefillah of Kayach. To which the Altar of Kalm answers that from here we see the potency and power of every tefillah from every Yid. That although Moshe Rabbeinu was the biggest tzaddik and essentially he shouldn't have had anything to worry about. He should have been confident and assured that his tefillah will go straight to the ears of HaKadosh Baruch It'll go straight to the Kisya covered. He should be able to just go to sleep and relax because he has nothing to worry about. Of course Hashem will receive his carbon. 
Moshe Bain wanted to teach us a lesson, a lesson of the Deirah Deiris, and never underestimate the Kayach of Tefillah. And perhaps if Kayach were to daven, Hashem may have listened to his Tefillah. And Moshe Bain was telling us, don't forget, every Tefillah of every Yid, no matter how far they strayed, they also have a direct line to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem is listening to everyone's tefillah. The altar adds, We can learn the positive side tenfold. If Moshe Bain was worried that a Kaddish Baruch Hu was going to listen, he was going to heed the voice, the tefillah of a Russia for the downfall of Moshe Bain himself, something so terrible, such a calamity, how much more so does Hashem listen to the tefillahs of each and every one of us when we're trying to do good, when we're trying to get closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu, when we're trying to improve ourselves, to elevate ourselves, exalt ourselves, to do more mitzvahs, to do better and greater, achieve more in our ruchnius. How much more so is Hashem listening to all of our tefillahs? Now, of course, there's always the Atzis HaYetzer, the tactics of the Yitzhahara. And he says, look, you're davening, you're crying, you're davening for yourself, you're davening for your friend, for personal Yeshua's, for personal Atzalacha, for your friend's Atzalacha, for his shidduch, for her shidduch, for their kids, for our kids, for our health, for happiness, for simcha sachayim. There's a million things that we need. And we daven and daven and daven. We go to sleep and we cry and we daven again and again and again. Shachas mincha marv. Day after day. And sometimes we find or we feel unanswered. But we should never forget that no tefillah goes unanswered. That the gates of tears, as we know, are never closed. The gates of tefillah are never locked. And there's no tear that goes in vain. The greatest nechama, the greatest consolation that we can have when we're waiting is that the Melech Malachem Lachem, Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Kol Yachol, the Omnipotent, the Omnipresent, the Meloich Hol Ha'aretz Kivoydeh, He's the one that hears our tefillahs. He's the one that will answer our tefillahs. And if not the way we want or when we want, He'll allocate it properly to where it's needed, when it's needed. And that in itself is the greatest nechama. It's also so important to remember the whole point of tefillah is not for the answers, but as Rav Chaskol Bramsky writes in his Sefer, Ar Yecheskel, Vezuma Taras This is the purpose of Tfilah. Lahargal Atzmai Bebakashas LaKadosh Baruch Hu. That one should become familiar with asking Kadosh Baruch Hu. She'ein biyadei kayach. That I, the one asking, have no power. V'rak HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaAnoisin. And it is only HaKadosh Baruch Hu who has the ability to give. And through this, the foundations of faith and divine care take root within oneself. That's the point of tefillah. That's the point of davening. Of course, the answers, the results are what we hope for, of what we anticipate and want. But at the end of the day, the point is the connection. The point is realizing that we're nothing and that Hashem has the bigger picture and we're here just as his moving pieces. And we have to do whatever we can to try to bring him nachas, to be mamlech kavayt shemayim, to be marbe kavayt shemayim. But more than that, we can't do more than davening. And we have to put all of our betachan, all of our munah kadosh baruchu, and leave the results up to him. Another pitfall that sometimes we may feel in davening is that we're spaced out, lacking kavana. Sometimes the davening is long and we're not connected. There's an unbelievable maisel with the chafetz chaim. One time there was a Yid, a baker, who owned a bakery in Europe. And he came to the Chafetz Chaim frustrated. And he said that every morning he would wake up very early and prepare all of the goods for his customers. And he worked so diligently to have everything 
perfectly set up and everything ready on time. And despite all of his efforts, the people of the shtat, they would come by and they would examine the bread and the cakes and they would touch it, they would smell it. And ultimately, they would ruin the products and they wouldn't even buy it, which obviously caused a lot of anguish to this baker. So he expressed his tsar and he vented to the Chafetz Chaim. A few years passed and World War I broke out and the baker told the Chafetz Chaim that despite all the obvious tragedies going on with all the being killed, he said his business personally was doing very well and he was thriving financially. The Chafetz Chaim, perplexed, asked him, what's pshat? How is, how is that possible? To which the baker answered that as long as there was time to scrutinize, to touch, and to examine. That's what people would do. But during war times, where people are on the run, and they're happy with whatever they can get, there's no time to scrutinize. There's no time to investigate. Is this good bread? Is it not good bread? Could it smell better? Will it smell better? Was it better? They just take whatever they can and they run. Zechariah Wallerstein used this story to give us chizuk in our times. Us too, we are going through a war. That's the war of Gashmius. It's the war of the internet. It's the war of technology. As we go deeper and deeper into Galus, Ikvasa de Mashiach, as we get closer, where times are going to be so crazy and chaotic, the Nisayinus is so much greater. And Hashem knows that. Hashem created it all. And therefore, when we give a tefillah, when we offer a tefillah, when we connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu, whatever state of mind we're in, of course, to be fully immersed and fully dedicated with maximum kavana is optimal, will be the best. But if not, HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes whatever He can. We're in wartime. And whatever we can offer, even amidst all the distractions, all the nisayinus, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, don't worry, I'm not scrutinizing it. We're in war times, I understand. We should use this as a source of chizik. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is waiting for our tefillahs. Hashem listened to the tefillahs of Kairach, which Moshe Rabbeinu had to protect himself and needed assurance and he had to dive into counter the tefillahs of Kairach, and say, don't turn to his mincha, don't turn to his garvan. We have to remember that Kaddish Baruch Hu Kam V'chaymer is waiting for all of our tefillahs. He is excited for all of our tefillahs. He's waiting for that connection. And whatever we bring to him, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is happy. So never doubt, never underestimate the Kairach of tefillah. Bring it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and may Hashem answer all of our tefillahs. And may we be zeiche to Yeshua's v'nechamas and have all of our tefillahs answered for ourselves, for our families, for Gans Kaisal. May we all be protected and have siyat dishmaya and atzlacha and all of our ways. I thank each and every one of you for listening. And I wish you all a wonderful Shabbos.